Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, Independent Thought listeners. Welcome back to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. Thank you for once again joining me on episode number 13. I've done 13 of these. People are listening. This is crazy to me. Listen, so let me tell you how my process normally works here. Normally, I sit down in front of like pen and paper, real old school like because I haven't gotten myself into the 21st century yet where I do literally everything on my cell phone. Haven't gotten that far yet. So I normally sit in front of a piece of paper with my favorite pen and I jot down some bullet points about what any particular episode is going to be about and basically the kind of points I want to stick to and so on and so forth. But, you know, I thought I'd try to be a little more off the cuff with this episode. So right now, I just watched the ninth Democratic debate that happened last night. And I just want to take a quick second to react to what exactly I witnessed and what I think it all means. So the overall attacks that were levied last night were happening all over the place. So you had Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, attacking Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. You had Elizabeth Warren attacking Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, Michael Bloomberg. She was attacking everybody. Joe Biden got in on some attacks on Michael Bloomberg. So did Bernie Sanders, which we should stop for a second and note that Billionaire Michael Bloomberg, guy who owns more money than probably like mostly everyone in America besides maybe like three people. I don't actually know the stats for sure, but he's up there and he's probably in the top 10, like if not the top 15 for sure. $60 billion. It It was his first time being on the debate stage. So previously, the DNC had tried to had it set up so that like you had to meet a certain donor threshold, and if you didn't meet that donor threshold, you couldn't qualify for the debates. And so we had person after person not being able to hit that donor threshold, and so they weren't able to continue to be on the debates, and after a while, their campaigns fizzled out and they dropped out. Well, after a billionaire entered the race, they all of a sudden decided, you know what, we're going to change those rules around and make sure that... uh that this guy can get on the stage without having to meet any poll or any like donor threshold. So they just waived that qualification that they had for everyone else. And now it was just gone because Scott Michael Bloomberg was in the race. So he gets on the stage last night and he gets attacked rightfully as he should for his policies on stop and frisk, which I gave you my thoughts on that in a previous episode titled Michael Bloomberg. So if you're interested on that, Please go back and listen to that episode. He also got attacked by Elizabeth Warren for apparently uh, several non-disclosure agreements he has with women who worked for his company, which I did not know about. But I thought that was hilarious that Elizabeth Warren put him on blast like that in front of the entire country. However, what really upset me in this debate 
I think, was the attacks that were levied on Bernie Sanders. Now, I realize after a while of doing these episodes that a lot of the defending that I do is of Bernie. And let me just tell you why I do that, because I'm sure by now it's obvious that I like him as a candidate. But let me tell you why I defend him as much as I do. Bernie is not a perfect candidate. And I don't believe for a second that everything that he stands for is the correct thing to do. I don't believe that. I also do not believe that everything he wants to get done will get done. I also do not believe that he's like the most likable human being in the world. I don't believe that. But what I do believe is I believe that for my entire life, I have been disinterested with politics because it was painfully obvious to anybody who was willing to pay attention that both Democrats and Republicans were corrupt and that they did not legitimately care about helping people other than the rich. And it made sense why voter turnout is so low in this country. It makes sense why no matter who's in power, the problems stay the same. It made sense that People kept getting richer at the top of people who were poor, weren't seeing any significant improvement in their lives. And it makes sense why people didn't want to talk about politics because nothing ever changed no matter how invested we got in the process. Now, with all that being said, I feel like for the first time in my life, there is a candidate running for president who may not be perfect, but they legitimately want to help people, not rich people. But all people, this guy and his policies are being demonized left, right, sideways, diagonally, through the fourth dimension, through the mirror dimension. It's ridiculous. Now, the attacks that are sent against him from the media, you can see them when you watch a debate, when you're in a town hall, so on and so forth. What do they attack Bernie for? They attack him for one, for being too bold. They say his plans are too bold. They'll never get passed. Can we translate that for a second? What they're saying is that the government in and of itself is corrupt. And you're not going to be able to get your legislation that helps, that helps the average person through a corrupt legislation. Okay, that, that's really what that, all that breaks down to. Because at the end of the day, it does not make sense why someone would show up and say, hey, this piece of legislation is going to help people. Let's give it to people. And for them to say, no, 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 that's too radical. We can't go around doing that. I mean, how does that make any sense? How? Like whatsoever. How can you sit there with a straight face and call that bold? How is being bold helping people? Okay, now the second thing that they try to aim at him is the fact that apparently his plans cost too much money. But what exactly is he proposing? Bernie proposes universal health care, free college for all. Those are his two main staples. Those are the two things he talks about all the time. He talks about canceling student debt and giving Medicare for all, which is just a universal health care for everyone in America. Why is it 
that when a man shows up and he wants to give health care and education to people, there's no way to pay for it. But when a Republican or a Democrat wants to go to war with Iran, which already allocates over 50% of our budget goes to the Department of Defense, we don't even blink an eye. We don't even hesitate. Or when the rich need tax breaks, it's not even a debate. It gets done bipartisanly. But when we talk about giving people education or giving people medicine, all of a sudden we have to talk about whether or not it's too expensive. It'd be one thing if every single piece of legislation was vetted across the board, where people actually took the time to say, can we afford this? Can we afford this? Can we afford this? But no, they cherry pick it. They say certain things get steamrolled right through, and other things are like, hold on now. We're not sure if we can afford this right now. Let's go ahead and reevaluate some stuff here. So it just leads me to believe that the establishments of both the Democrats and the Republicans are very corrupt because we all know how our system works. There are billionaires in this country who are able to spend unlimited sums of money to politicians who are currently in the system. And through those campaign contributions, the politicians will go out and say and do anything that the billionaires tell them to say and do because they've been paid for. And so you have attacks from other politicians who will say things like Medicare for all is unreasonable, even though there's nothing unreasonable, as we specified in a previous episode where I talked about Medicare for all, there's nothing unreasonable about a system that is already established in 18 other countries. Who are all our allies? How is it crazy when so many other countries have already accomplished this and their economies are not only just fine, they're doing great. So this idea that Bernie Sanders is too bold or too radical makes no sense whatsoever. What you're really hearing is the extension of billionaires who have bought leverage in the media, who have bought leverage through politicians, who are trying desperately to convince you and everyone at home that having health care and having education is crazy and you can't vote for that. And their one thing that they keep saying over and over and over and over again to convince you that Bernie is crazy is that he's a socialist. That's what they keep saying. He's a socialist, he's a socialist, he's a socialist, he's a socialist. And they're going to say that every day, 30 times a day, 300 times a day from now until November 5th. Because even if he did get the nomination, which I'll go into that a little bit later if they'll even let him have the nomination. But even if he's able to get it, it'll just start coming from the Republicans. And maybe it'll come from the Democrats too at that point. Who knows? Who knows what the billionaire class of this country will do to make sure that their profits aren't hurt by something like Medicare for all and free college for people. So let's think about this for a segment. I'm going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I'm going to tell you what I think the solution to this problem is And I'm going to tell you my feelings on what I think 
the best thing that everyone can do moving forward is in regards to this ongoing issue, which is basically the media trying to convince you that socialism sucks. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the luck. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from break, everyone. I want to start off this segment by opening up the floor to you listening wherever you are right now. I want to let you know that this is not a closed discussion. I love conversations about these topics. Talking politics with me is a very easy thing to do. I am not some kind of snob who's going to rub it in your nose if you don't know exactly what you're talking about. If you're interested in learning more, I'll tell you what I know. It's not a crazy amount. I'm not a political scholar, but I'm just someone who's constantly absorbing the news. And I will definitely talk to you, whether it's DMing on Twitter or on Instagram or through email. You can email us at independentthought at gmail.com or... If you would like, you can come on the show and we can talk about some of the ideas you might have. So I just want to let anyone know that if you want to just debate ideas or not even debate, but just discuss ideas, share ideas, reach out to me and let's have a conversation about any of the topics that I've presented so far. So getting back to the conversation we were just having, what exactly is going to continue to happen here? So... At the end of the day, I want to just put something in perspective for everyone. Medicare for all and canceling student debt. The two consequences of legislation of that magnitude being passed means hundreds of billions of dollars being lost 
for billionaires in this country. Now, not only billionaires, but large corporations who employ numerous amounts of multimillionaires in this country. So there's a lot of very rich people that have a lot of money at stake if these things were to get passed. Their entire way of life, as far as Medicare for All is concerned, would go away. The private medical insurance companies would literally cease to exist. They're not going to go down without a fight. I mean, think about it from their perspective. They combined made enough money in just last year to have more money between their, their companies than several nations make around the world. There are probably over 100 countries in the world who their entire gross product was less than these health insurance companies. They make hundreds of billions of dollars a year. That is no small feat, okay? So the idea that they're not going to literally do everything they realistically and legally can in order to slander Bernie Sanders, in order to slander Elizabeth Warren, to attack anyone who wants to propose this legislation is on the table. They will stop at nothing. And you know what? To be honest with you, I think everyone should expect it to only get worse. Expect whatever you can think of. Because if it's legally possible, I'm sure they would do it because, like I said, there is hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. This is going to be an ongoing thing for the next seven or eight months relentlessly. So, what can we do? The first thing that I realized was that I can do something by making a podcast like this. Because nothing is more powerful than sharing ideas and sharing thoughts and sharing knowledge. So for my end, I wanted to reach out to as many people as I could and just share my opinions on this because I feel like the more people who are educated about this issue, the more people can be aware when it comes to voting. So those are the things that we can do in order to get around this idea. If you are someone who believes that higher education should be tuition-free, if you're someone who believes that we all deserve to have universal health care the same way that so many other nations do in this, in this world, then share these ideas with other people, share these thoughts, share podcasts like this, share other people's podcasts, go and find information that will tell the truth about these situations, and above all else, register to vote and show up to vote. Because at the end of the day, if they get overwhelmed at the ballot, there's just nothing that they can really do at the end of the day. As little amount of power as we the people might have individually, the one thing that we have in mass is our collective power to change the system if we organize the correct way. Never forget that. It's the one thing that they're scared of more than anything because it means less money for them when everyone were to wake up one day and realize how much they're actually scamming the country and we realize that we actually can change it. So, with that being said, the overall banner that you're going to see being flown from now until election day is socialism sucks. You're going to hear it in every way, shape, and form. They're going to ask Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are you a socialist? Why do you hate capitalism? Why are you a socialist? Why are you a socialist? Can socialism win 
Are you afraid that if you, that socialism will be the reason that Donald Trump gets reelected? And they'll tie this fear mongering of socialism to Donald Trump being reelected in hopes to scare enough people into thinking, oh, I can't elect a socialist. A socialist can't beat Donald Trump. But if enough people talk about what exactly it is that Bernie's proposing, they won't be able to get away with the fear-mongering tactics that they have, which is basically just to keep calling him names versus explaining the substance of the policies, because it's the substance of the policies that matter, okay? This idea that socialism is going to creep into America is a farce. Socialism already exists in America. Social Security is socialism. Medicare is socialism. Your police are socialism. Road construction is socialism. Your mail is socialism. Okay, the, the list goes on and on and on. Anything that is a service that is provided to us that is done through taxpayer dollars is socialism. It already exists. We give subsidies to oil and gas companies. That is socialism. Okay, so at the end of the day, what is really happening is the media... And other politicians are like, hey, we don't like socialism that helps out poor people and people in the middle class. We don't like that socialism, okay? We only like socialism that helps us go to war and that helps us give tax breaks to millionaires. If you're not hanging out with that kind of socialism, then you're not cool with us. And we're going to attack you until you can't stand it anymore. That's what they really mean when they say they don't want socialism. Because socialism's already here, people. We have a mixture of capitalistic and socialistic tendencies in our economy, and we've had them for a long time. There's nothing new that Bernie Sanders is bringing to this country that isn't already here. He's just trying to implement a different form of using our tax dollars into a way that actually helps people versus just helping other people get more rich. Who can't get behind that? And the obvious answer to that question is, Obviously, everyone can get behind that, which is something that other politicians and the media know very well, which is why they refuse to talk about the substance of these policies. That's why they just keep throwing out the label of socialist, socialist, socialist. And another thing they like to do, which I referenced in my Medicare for All episode, is just keep hammering away the idea that... Bernie's plan for Medicare for All is just going to throw people off their health insurance. They're going to throw people off their health insurance. And they're hoping that if they keep saying that Bernie's plan is going to throw people off their health insurance, then instead of explaining it in full context, it'll get you afraid enough to believe that Bernie's plan is going to take away your health insurance. Because they believe they frame it that way over and over and over again, that you'll get afraid that you're not going to have health insurance at all. But they refuse to finish the sentence where they say that he's going to take away your private plan and replace it. He's going to replace it. At no time are you never going to not have coverage. You're going to have replaced health insurance, which is better. Which he has come out and said several times that Bernie would never take away your health insurance and not give you something better. If it wasn't better, then it wouldn't be implemented. It's crazy to me. It honestly is. But at the same time, I understand it because like we said in the last segment, 
They have so much money on the line that they can't afford to not attack him relentlessly. And they're going to do every single mind trick in the book in order to scare people into thinking that, hey, I, just, I can't vote for a socialist. I, I just can't do it. I don't know why. I just can't do it. And they're just hoping that that fear will take over. But I got to tell you guys something before I cut off this episode is that it is through their imagined fear that they are hoping to put somebody like Michael Bloomberg on the top of the ticket so that they can essentially no longer have to have billionaires pay politicians, but the billionaires can just be the politicians, okay? Let's not put somebody at the top of the ticket who's just as abhorrent as Donald Trump because he claims that he can beat Donald Trump. And the only reason this guy is in the race is because billionaires are upset and afraid that their that their billions might be somewhat compromised, which is just absolutely insane to me. These people have so much money that they couldn't spend it in their entire lifetimes or their children's lifetimes or their grandchildren's lifetimes. And the fact that someone's asking them to give some of it away so that the rest of the country can have enough to just survive with dignity. And their response to that is, no chance in hell, socialism sucks. I'm done with these people. I'll tell you what, everyone. Please go out and vote. All right, everyone. That is our show for today. I want to thank you all for checking out Indie Thought. Independent Thought is brought to you by your host, Desmond Price. You can follow us on Twitter at Independent Thought or at Indie, I-N-D-E, Thought. So, again, thank you all for coming and hanging out with me. For those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you all next time.